from Australia, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mitch Maroney Show. Here's your host, Mitch Maroney. Interesting point of view. I was actually talking to a accountant who is a director of a very large accounting firm, and they had an office in India where they employed a few hundred accountants and did all the work. So their Australian company would send it to India, get it done there, comes back. They've actually, because of their systems and artificial intelligence, it is now cheaper for them to use their systems and the AI here than it is to get the firm in India that they run and own to do the work. So I just thought that was an interesting evolution, I suppose, from it's too expensive here, we're going to set it up overseas. They set it up, they got a few hundred accounts, they're a very large firm, to technologies adapted so much, we can bring it back and it's more efficient and cost effective than it was to outsource it. One of the exercises that we've been thinking about in the last three months because of lockdowns and things like that is we've proven that we can work from home and that takes a lot of pressure out. You don't necessarily need the big office. You don't necessarily need all this space and providing facilities for staff. You need a kitchen, you need toilets, you need all this sort of stuff. You've got to service them, you've got to clean them. If you can set someone up with a computer and a printer and a scanner at home, and they can work from home, provided you have performance indicators to make sure they're doing their job, there's no reason certain industries can't adapt to having staff sitting at home or outsourcing to a specialist. So for you as an accountant, outsourcing to me, the specialist in self-managed super funds, because we're on the same team, but we don't need to be sitting right next to each other to do it. I think that the concept of an office is probably going to start to die over the next 20 to 30 years. Because I agree. The amount as well that people pay rent, cleaning, like you were saying, for a business to not have to or have an office but it's a lot smaller than they would have otherwise, there's going to be many businesses that are looking at that going, well, we've proved, like you said, people work from home and it's been as efficient, if not more efficient, even arguably say, for example, a business wasn't quite as efficient and it works out that due to inefficiencies from working from home, it costs them $100,000 a year. But their rent on the property is a million dollars and they could make it smaller, downsize, and it'll cost them 400000 a year. It's still beneficial to take that hundred grand cost, pay the four hundred, and you're still saving half a mil. So I think it's interesting that adapting to these very things because that's on the assumption that it has dropped their productivity. But in many cases, I've found people are being more productive. We're distracting each other less. I mean, accountants notoriously don't like to talk to other people. We're very insular. We like our own little world that we live in. So when nobody's bothering us, we get a hell of a lot done. Yeah, exactly. It's shown many things like that or... You know, people not having to, say, commute to Perth, for example, from Mandurah, where we are, which is an hour or so commute each way. So that's two hours a day that they either don't have to commute or I have known people to work that period as well. So the employer is suddenly getting two hours extra a day. That's 10 hours a week out of them, which is amazing and awesome. 
The other thing is lifestyle as well. Yeah, so exactly. You're down tools, you finish for the day, you turn the TV on and you wish it and watch the news or something. I mean, you're immediately at home. Yeah, and you get to balance it. You know, you say you need to go pick up the kids or something at 3 o'clock. Yeah, you might be able to go, okay, I'll do that and then I'm going to work till 6 or something. It just allows that flexibility and I think that work-life balance is a huge thing and we've now proved it because of COVID that people can work from home and can be trusted. That's exactly right. We're getting to the hour mark soon. So any other major things you want to touch on for self-managed super fund side of things? One, I would always encourage people to understand the fees that they pay. When you look at Australian super, for example, they charge you a dollar fifty a week as an administration fee, and they advertise, oh, this is a low fee. What they don't tell you is that they also charge you an investment fee, which is 0.6% of your balance. Yeah. Plus, they charge you a margin fee and call in advice fee and a spread fee and all these other little add-ons that you're getting charged. So if you and your partner and your superannuation together adds up to more than two hundred fifty dollars to $300,000, chances are a self-managed super fund is going to be either cheaper or the same. And as the value goes up, self-managed super fund is fees stay predominantly about the same, whereas the industry funds, the fee gets higher because it's a percentage of the value of what you have invested with them, which is why they want the superannuation guarantee to go up because then you're putting more money in super and they can charge higher fees. So do an assessment. Also do an assessment of what insurance you have. Life insurance is very important, but make sure you're not being overcharged make sure that it hasn't got out of control and make sure you understand what the policy is because I've seen too many arguments over trying to get your life insurance paid out when someone has passed away. It's not fun and it's happening at a time when you just don't want to be having these problems. So my biggest advice to anybody is be conscious of yourself, man, superannuation. You don't have to let it consume you, of course, but understand what it is understand how it works, understand what your fees are, and just keep it in your mind. And I'm a big believer in superannuation. I'm a big believer in making sure you have sufficient. That doesn't mean to say you have to get to a million dollars, but you have to get to a point where it will work for you in your retirement. Otherwise, there's going to be some nasty surprises down the track because I don't believe any government, and we've seen it in other countries, particularly in Europe, where they simply cannot afford to pay the sheer number of retired people they have. Yeah, exactly. And that just doesn't lead to anything good in that situation. Either the taxes go up, which our taxes are huge anyway, so you don't have that much room there, or the money's got to come from somewhere. Otherwise, well, they're bankrupt themselves. I think it was Greece or Italy or somewhere. They were having rights because basically the social security service fell over. The government was just paying money out to everybody living off its credit card, at some point, it cannot do that. At some point, the bill comes due and you've got to pay it somehow. And as soon as people start, their lifestyle is taken away from them, then all hell breaks loose. And the only way you can look after yourself is to take control and look after your own superannuation and make sure you nurture it. And then it's there for you when you need it. Yeah, exactly. And then at least you're protected. You've done what you need to do or what's within your power 
to provision for your retirement or for whatever. Like in this situation, obviously super for your retirement, but even, you know, making sure that you've got cash reserves just in your bank for if something happens or those sorts of things, you've got to cover your bases. That's right. Also think about how superannuation interplays with your estate planning. You're required to complete a nomination form as to what happens to your super when you pass away. Most people would just put their partner and then the kids. Well, once this superannuation benefit gets to a sizable amount, you really need to think a lot more about that because there are tricks and ways in which you can do that will minimise tax, but there are also common sense things that we need to think about. Which child gets what? Do they all get a share from the super or does one get something from the super? And make sure that it works in unison with your estate planning issues. Do you need a testamentary trust? Do you have a blended family? Are there going to be people fighting for this money? That's the other thing which is very important to consider from a blended family point of view is if you, for argument's sake, excluded a couple of the children or whatever, whether it's yours or step or however it worked, you know, is there going to be people contesting the will? Is there going to be people fighting for everything? Reviewing that death benefit nomination as well. You know, you might have done it and it was all well and good 20 years ago and then you've been divorced and your kids don't talk to you and who knows what else by that point. So it is important to stay on top of these things as well, just to make sure that your bases are covered. And when you do die, it's as easy as possible for everybody and the most tax-effective way. It's another reason why I like self-managed super funds. I mean, I'm kind of biased, but (laughs) I like self-managed super funds because they put these things right in front of you. With us, we give our clients each year a form that says, do you need assistance with estate planning? Because we want them to think about each and every year. Nothing may happen that year, but the next year something may have happened and I might think, well, okay, I need to review this situation and they can talk to us about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's so important because like we said at the start, there is a 100% chance that you will die eventually. Whether it's today, tomorrow, 50 years, it will happen. An Australian super is not going to do that. They're not going to knock on your door and say, have you thought about this? Have you considered that? Do you understand how this works? They don't care about that sort of stuff. As far as they're concerned, that's your problem. You have to figure all that out. And by the time you realise you should have thought about it, it's too late. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, just to close up, I've got a couple of, well, five really quick questions for you. This one's slightly different, but you are in business, so you can answer it as well. What do you think is the most important quality in business? Integrity. Beautiful. It's interesting, and I've said it on previous podcasts, but almost everybody has said that or a version of it, which I 100% agree with. Being accountants, we've had it hammered into us since university that your professional ethics are paramount. I don't like the idea of doing my job and doing it in a way that's sort of slimy. Not only is that hard for yourself and you're going to be able to sleep at night, but even if for whatever reason that didn't matter to you, Western Australia is a small place. It gets around pretty quick if you're doing slimy deals and saying one thing, doing another. It's just not good for anybody. But yeah, within yourself, you've got to be able to sleep at night as well. So I think integrity and honesty and all of that. And if you say you're going to do something, you do it. That's a massive thing as well. Yeah, I agree with that. And I like going to bed being proud of something. Just to give you a quick example, we were talking about cryptocurrency. I had a client that wanted to go into cryptocurrency. And I said to them, 
okay, but you put the equivalent amount in gold. And they made a lot of money out of that crypto, but then they lost it. So they cashed up and they didn't lose money. They lost their profit essentially. Yep. And at the same time, they went into gold with the equivalent amount of money. And right now, that gold has made the same amount of profit and it ain't going anywhere. Yeah. And it's a safe, long-term, easy investment. Like, I couldn't be happy for them and I'm very, very pleased that I steered them in a good direction. Didn't stifle them from what they wanted to do, but steered them in a good direction. Yeah, I agree. And that you can sleep at night. You know that as the specialist, you've advised and you've really helped them. Now, next one. If you had one superpower, what would it be? With the beard I've got at the moment, I probably want to be a Wolverine type, but I'd probably say to fly. I always look up and think, I'd love to be that bird right now, just cruising along. Nice, nice. Now, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Don't be afraid to back yourself. I'm only allowed to give one, right? You can give more than one if you want. Just back yourself. You're smart. You've got no reason to doubt yourself. Back yourself in. Now, what is your favourite footy team? And I know you're a Uh, soccer fan, but we'll go AFL and soccer. Well, Liverpool rules. I mean, that's just my lifeblood. That's religion to me. (laughs) Second is West Coast Eagles. What's your favourite book of all time? Oh, favourite book of all time. Now, that's a really tough question. I should have thought about that a lot more. Favourite book of all time? Probably I'd have to say it'd be an Agatha Christie book and then there were none because Mm -hmm. I never figured it out. It's a murder mystery and I never figured it out. Even when I reread it sometimes, I think I've missed something here. I know I've missed something. I have to go back and read it again. I must have read that book five times and still I'm hunting around for clues that I reckon I've missed. Okay. It's keeping you engaged and keeping you wanting more, so that's really good. Well, thank you very much, Darren. I think my listeners are going to get a lot out of this. And if they do have any questions or want to reach out, what would be the best way they could do that? I just call through your office. No worries. So we'll put our details below in the show notes. So if anybody wants to talk more about self-managed super funds or anything in general regarding super funds, please feel free to drop us a line and we can arrange a meeting with Darren. Thank you very much and stay tuned, everybody, for the next podcast. You've been listening to The Mitch Maroney Show. Mitch Maroney Show. Stay tuned for more.